everybody. Welcome back. Jack and No Trades. We're just going to keep rolling with the movies. It's July, right? We got our own resident expert here, Bilmo from Bumpers. So he's already uh, got a bunch of great movie content out there. Go check it out because he reviews a lot of good stuff. And as always, we got Tay. Hey, everybody. We got a great show for you today. It's real exciting. Yeah, we, uh, we got something that's really close to my heart we want to talk about. Something that really grinds my gears. It's known as Batman vs. Superman. This is going to be a superhero-based podcast today, so if you are sick of superheroes, just leave now. It's just going to get worse from here. Just giving you a warning. So, Bilmo, tell me why I shouldn't hate this movie. I just want to hear one, one solid reason why I shouldn't hate this movie. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck? Yeah. That, I mean, that's one solid reason for you that I... One very fat, solid reason, right? I mean, that's like as big... I mean, that's the biggest reason I think the movie works is Ben Affleck. Anything Batman in that movie, for me, I thought worked. I mean, I'm not saying it was the best it could have been. I'm not saying, you know, they did everything perfectly. I wanted to see more, you know, and so I think... That being said, I thought Affleck really worked in the way that he took on the character. I was really skeptical of, of Batfleck at first. Oh, everyone when, was. When, I, when oh, yeah. I heard he got casted for the role. Yeah. But he just looks so fat. I know? was I was pleasantly surprised with his with his energy and what he brought to the role. I thought he was he didn't try to be Christian Bale again. Right. No. Right. Which I did like. True. I, I I went into that movie expecting to hate Ben Affleck so bad. I was just like gonna just freaking froth at the mouth just thinking about him, but then he was solid, like he did pretty darn good for what he was given. I thought he, I, I was pretty neutral going in. I wasn't like I was appalled at Ben Affleck. I wasn't like this guy's gonna destroy the movie. Yeah. But you know, and, and when they started releasing the costume, you know, of him in the costume, I I was on board. It was definitely a different look. I right? was like, okay, I'm I'm in. But for me, I just like not even Daredevil. Not even gonna go there into Daredevil. I just couldn't think of a movie with Ben Affleck that I was like, yeah, I love that movie. Argo. Argo, he's pretty good, but he's pretty like a soft-spoken dude. Like he's just kind of like, yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess for are you talking about like a Ben Affleck movie that would resonate with him being some action yes. hero? Yes. You know, because like he was good in Great and Gone Girl and like yeah. all these other movies. What but what about Daredevil? Crushed it. I wasn't gonna go. You know, there, but you it up. <laughs> he, I, you know, he did what he could with the role. I don't think that. I, I don't. I'm not trying to defend that movie very well, but I haven't seen it in a long time. But it's seared into all of our minds, and we're never recovering. Let's be honest. <laughs> it sucks. So I mean, but like, I don't know. So for things that I really do like about that movie is not only just Ben Affleck, but just I don't know, like like what Taylor said, like the way that he did his own Batman. Like, he wasn't doing a Keaton. He wasn't doing Clooney, thank heavens. And then he wasn't doing... Batman Yeah, and then he wasn't doing Christian Bale, which yeah. was, you know, he crushed those that trilogy. Um, except I don't really like Dark Knight Rises that much, but... Gosh. You're going to start a whole new fight over here, bro. <laughs> but, um, anyway, uh, the other things that I wanted to tackle in the movie, I thought the political tension... In the movie, I, I like that whole plot. Did you feel like that was kind of like a parallel to today's society, or just like that you thought it was like played off well? I just thought it played off well. I wasn't drawing any, I wasn't like, oh wow, that's saying a lot about our government and our, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe that's what we would end up doing. Is I didn't really care about that, but I just thought it worked. Like I was into it. And I, I would say that worked up until, I mean, we can talk spoilers, I assume, because Don't it's been spoil. out. Yeah. Been out for a while. You'll probably never see it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I thought the courthousing, okay. everything worked really, <laughs> really well up until that point. For me, that was the, probably the best scene. Because I felt like when that bomb went off and she looks at the peach tea, the peach like, tea was the best part. Like I might have got goosebumps. I was I like, dang, that like this. Okay, I, I like that whole plot too. I thought it had good intentions, but I thought the delivery of it was poor. I thought that the delivery was fine, and I thought the way she played it off was actually really no, great. No, I mean like the whole political undertone of the Just movie. Just the whole movie uh, in general, I felt like taking on the it. The reasoning behind the political argument was off. Like it didn't, it didn't fully connect. Didn't have enough punch. Yeah, I mean, because like, why would you think that Superman would blow up that courthouse? Why would he gum if he was just gonna blow it up anyway? I mean, I guess if you think about it, though, these people, I mean, watch it. I haven't seen Man of Steel since theaters, but they haven't seen 
that much of Superman. The only thing they've seen him do is destroy their city, fighting who knows who. You know, so the whole world is still trying to get familiar with Superman. So they don't know. You know, this isn't this. You know, this isn't uh, Christopher Reeves. You know, where he's saving the city day in day out. Everyone knows what he stands for. This is we're still in a world where everyone's still trying to figure out, which is why we have the two sides. People are defending him, and then people like that coworker of that worked for Bruce Wayne that kind of is the. I don't know what do you call it. He's like the mask behind. behind everything. I don't know. Like he's like the idol that everyone says, "Hey, right. this guy represents everything bad about Superman." And I don't know. So I I thought that's why that still worked because everyone, at least in this universe, in yeah. this reality, not everyone is terribly familiar with what Superman really stands for. You know, he's just destroyed a city, killed a lot of people. Vacuum, you're like, okay, you could see like maybe why people. Yeah, to him. us, we're like no question. Yeah. Of course, we trust him. We we've seen, we've seen him around for over fifty years. Like we know what he's. I don't yeah. know. Well, for me going into this movie, I unapologetically am one of the biggest Christian Bale Batman fans you'll find. I watch that trilogy several times every year, so that's Batman to me. All right, but I was in it to have a good movie. Right. And why did we all go to that movie? We went to see Batman. We went to see Batman as a character, right? Tay, were you there to go see Lewis Lane drown or get shot? Or I was there to see Batman fight Superman. Everyone that was did. basically what I wanted. Right? So I went in expecting Batman as a character to be represented true to Batman. And I was freaking disappointed. And it wasn't Ben Affleck's fault. Right. But right? So what, what about this Batman that he embodied that you really didn't like? I got a paper here. With a few reasons why I was so mad at this character. Why I hate Batman, not Ben Affleck, Batman, and Batman vs. Superman. Batman is the stupidest character in the whole movie. Reason number one, he's a pawn for Lex Luthor. He played into Lex Luthor's hands the whole movie. Him and Superman both. And I'm sorry, Batman's supposed to be the smartest guy in the Justice League. Otherwise, he's not in the Justice League. He's just some dude that doesn't have anything to contribute. Okay, he tried to steal that kryptonite like a complete idiot. All right, he knew where the kryptonite was. He knew where the kryptonite is going, and your best move was to chase it down with your Batmobile and not get it. When he gets duped by Wonder Woman, I thought that was really lame. I'm like, that's my next point. We're gonna roll into that. Okay, go for it. But I mean, like, I know that whole part was because they wanted to show off the Batmobile, right? Right. That was the market. That was probably the biggest reason they had that whole scene. Right. They need a Batmobile scene. Yeah. And honestly, they didn't. You wouldn't have done it that way otherwise. Okay? So I'm just saying, like, all these reasons I'm bringing up, they just made Batman look like a freaking dope. I, did you feel that way, or am I just being hypercritical? Maybe a little bit of both. Because, <laughs> oh, like, because... Uh, I've heard complaints, too, about, like, why... Um, I don't know, for example, why he kills people and stuff sometimes. Yeah. I'm fine with that. That's okay. Because okay that. he's he's a jaded guy at this point. Like, he's, he's been jaded. Yeah, he's older. He's been around for 20-plus years mm-hmm. fighting crime. He's seen the worst in people. And so, like, then when he sees this thing that comes across, like, Superman that he's never seen before in those 20 years, I think maybe it kind of takes him back. Maybe he, it's hard for him to be the smartest person in the room all okay. the time. I don't know, because maybe that's disrupting. We're not dealing with just, just another person, another mastermind. We're dealing with... An alien that can destroy this planet. Okay. And I, I think as an audience, we're confused because they showed Christian Bale Batman's backstory in the opening credits. Yeah. So we assumed that it's the same universe as that Christian Bale Batman, even though this is a much different character than the, those movies. Oh, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. So not not that he is Christian Bale, but that he had the exact same. Right. This this Batman never wanted to give up the, the cape. He, yeah, he never yep. wanted to give up the mantle. He's a much older, more seasoned Batman. And so in this universe, he kills people. It's not that crazy. I mean, that was they made a big deal about that in the Dark Knight trilogy. That That's his one rule, that he doesn't kill. And it confused us because we saw the same exact backstory. Yeah. I get that. I, I wish they wouldn't have. We know Bruce Wayne's backstory. We know. know where he came from. They could have left that. I mean, I'm glad they limited it to the credits instead of making it. Uh, part oh, of the movie, movie. like oh, yeah. starting the movie off that way, but they could have left it out. That would have been just really They should have. But I guess it is I think it is hard people coming off of the Bale movies to finally accept this whole new universe. A, a whole guy. new Batman. It's a new guy, new Batman, right. new situation. 
nothing ever happened in that trilogy. And so I think right. it might be hard the first time around for people to embrace this new Batman. Yeah. Well, they definitely have different styles. Yeah. If, oh, yeah. If you didn't figure that out, then you... Yeah. And I have to say, to podcasts, maybe guess. this is a little bold, because here's the thing. We have three two-and-a-half-hour movies of Bill. We have one movie with Affleck, but we don't even, it's not even, he's not in the whole right. movie. The so it's hard to really say, oh, he bails better. Well, of course, because he's, we've seen more of him. But I have to say, if Ben Affleck keeps doing what he's doing, he might be my favorite. Well, and, and Ben Affleck, I hear he's going to direct his own movie. Yeah, and I can't wait for that. I'm sure it's going to be much better than this movie. I guarantee it will. So, uh, it's again, I'm not blaming Ben Affleck. Right. Just so it's nothing to do with games. Affleck. It's yes. just Batman, yes. the which, character in general. It really does surprise me. Okay. Point number two. Um, he is a terrible detective. As Taylor just brought up, he gets caught by Wonder Woman at the very beginning at that party. That was seriously like the most sloppy, obvious attempt to go get information that I've ever seen. Like, it was a clear door. He just wanders in and starts fiddling around with their servers, and they're like, Oh, yeah, this is supposed to be the greatest detective in the world. And Wonder Woman freaking dupes him. All right. Well, that whole thing I thought was kind of dumb in the first place. Oh, it's just like he has all of these hyper servers in the one flight of stairs down, and he can just, he can plug in a USB. I was like, they should have made a whole scene where he sneaks in and has to, I don't know, that would have been more better than just, I'm going to go walk down during the party to. At this, I'll open my door to this these two huge computer servers with all the information right. that I need. I don't know. That was weird. That was dumb. Um, he doesn't know how to use Google, apparently. He couldn't find the freaking white Portuguese or whatever that boat was called. Like, for half the movie, he's like, I don't know what this is. And then it's like, oh, it's a boat. Frick. I freaking did that because I was so bored in the movie. I looked up white Portuguese and how to kill myself on it. And I freaking figured it out quicker than he did. But but you realize that Lex was trying to bait Bruce Wayne into kind of finding the kryptonite, so I guess it makes sense that he wouldn't secure his his technology in his house. So did did so wait did Lex want Batman to find the kryptonite? I think did he, did. he want that? He, cl- he clearly I did. Know, guys. Like, I mean, know, I guess if you, you if you really look at it that way, it does make more sense. Yeah, I mean, because but I don't know that the movie leads you to believe that that. Lex hired Batman to kill Superman. That was kind of how he saw it in his mind. Which brings me into point number three, is that he's more emotional than a seventh grade girl. He freaking gets upset. Batman gets upset about everything. He's just pissed. He's like, freaking Superman got everybody killed in Gotham. Uh, We can't trust him. And he's just like, it's just living off his sleeve, right? His emotions are on his sleeve. And Luther just plays him the whole time. He never really investigates Superman. If you think about it, he's like, he's really strong. But he doesn't ever dive into Superman's psyche at all. I think we both can That's agree true. the the Martha same mother's name was have, retarded. I'll defend that. No, 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 I'll defend really? that. No, because I don't... Search would have told him that Superman's mom's name was Martha and that he didn't have beef with another Martha mom. Go See, again, so I... At, when at first viewing, I was like, that's kind of weird. But after I saw, I saw it twice. How many times did you see it? I've seen it once. Just so once? You never want to go back? Yeah. No, so I don't know. Because <laughs> the movie did cause me to go back and like even look up what other did people were saying about it. On... I'm going. I have it pre-ordered oh, already. I'm going to watch. Are you going to watch it? I, I kind of want to. 30 minutes of extra footage. Yeah, I've, I've heard it makes ties some knots in the movie. Kind of makes other scenes make it more sense. Like extended L-O-T-R. Right, exactly. All right. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I like that because, look, the way I looked at it after a second viewing, when he says Martha, I mean, is this the way I really wanted it to play out? Maybe not. I think you could have done it better, but I'll defend it because I feel like Bruce in that moment, for one, he's like, wait, is he talking about my mom? But then when she realizes that's his mom's name, he wants he immediately wants to help him, one, because he realizes he's human. Or, like, to an extent, that's he has a reality, mother. yeah. That, you know, and he cares about people. And then that, not only that, but he couldn't save his own mom. So now here's a chance where he can save. He doesn't want someone else to go through what he had to go through, where his mom died. So I don't know. It worked for me. 
I'm not saying this was genius. This yeah. is what I wanted to happen, but it worked. I, I get it. From like, well, I, like you made an excellent point, and that is the point to make with this. It's just to have the whole like state of the world. I know. You know, the whole like, fight come to that, and then that, that come to the end. Because if you watch, you I assume you've seen The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. The animated movie. There's no better standoff between the two and and resolution he 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 almost kills him but he just he does it to prove that he could have killed superman in this he was going to kill him but he stops because of what you know i i yeah. nothing is better than that dark knight returns movie i think that's the best batman movie ever Bold statement. possibly put up against the dark knight obviously yeah, I mean, we don't, uh, but dark knight returns is so good that, that, that was the movie that spawned my interest in any DC animated movie. Okay. I've I've it spawned my love for him, and it spawned my I've watched all of them because of that movie. So if you haven't seen Dark Knight Returns and you want to see the real Batman Superman fight, how it should have gone down in the movie, that's how it goes down. Go, see that. Go watch Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, because I was gonna say making a spear out of kryptonite. Against a guy that can fly supersonic and can pick up buildings, like yeah, that's the most archaic weapon you could have possibly built out of kryptonite. Why not make bullets? Why not make bullets? <laughs> what? Uh, okay. All right. All right. Here, I mean, here. So here are the things that I will never defend about the movie because yes, I, I will. Right, this is the part I like because I will defend it. I don't think it deserves the hate it's been getting. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying Rotten Tomatoes is the end all. I don't really like them, but they're giving that movie 26. percent That's. Too- and I'm like, I've seen, like, Avengers 2 got 70-something percent. Okay, that's, okay. It's terrible. That's terrible. Avengers could have been in the 50s. I, I honestly think Batman v Superman is at least a 60 to 70 percent. Somewhere in that range. But fresh characters? That, but it's also well done. It's a well done movie. There's start, there's stuff in the story that I hate, and I'll go into that yeah, right now. Nest right now, Bill Lois Lane could have been taken out of this movie. Oh my gosh. Oh. Completely. Lois Lane. Freaking feminists should be freaking out right now. They could not have written a more she's off one-dimensional, pointless character than her. That bathtub scene. <laughs> That's the one. Scene. <laughs> it's the one scene they they need to get in there. How but many like, different ways were they gonna kill her to bait Superman into saving her? But here's the thing: the the subplot with her investigating that bullet. What did it lead to? Nothing. What was the resolution? Nothing. They find out who it's from, and he goes, "Well, we're not going to do anything about it." And she goes back, and she goes back to Gotham or Metropolis, and then they continue on with the story. Oh it's like God. it never happened. So I'm like, "How much screen time do you think she had with her uh, her subplot?" I would much. say twenty to 30. twenty to thirty minutes. Right? And then the, she much. shouldn't have been present in that whole fight at the no. end. She gets the spear to throw it away. Then she goes back, and I laughed out loud the first time oh, I saw I it when she lot. trips. Yes. In the water, she, there's only it, it's funny because you're seeing him fight, and then it cuts to her, and she gets up and she starts running towards the spear, and she falls in the water and gets up, and then it cuts back to the fight. Doesn't even show her get it. She just trips in the just water, falls. and then the next scene is her going to get it, and she drowns, or almost One drowns, job, and so. She's not a main character. Well, no, she's not. not. Amy Adams' fault. It's just the way they wrote her in. And, and I don't love Amy Adams. As Lois Lane to begin with, okay. and I thought, just maybe just based off physical, I don't think she looks the part. Okay. I think she's a great actress, but I don't think she looks Lois Lane. Wasn't Lois Lane in the Dark one? Yeah, she's brunette. So, why so it didn't make that? sense. I don't know. I, I don't know why you do that. And so her, she could have been taken out. She kind of overacts too, in my opinion. Yeah. I, just a little too much, like oh, like all the time. Better things. But it's already a more interesting movie taking out her subplot. Absolutely. Completely. I don't know why they felt maybe because of the star power that Amy Adams has for something yeah. that they needed. To, it's almost like Mystique in the X Men movies because it's Jennifer Lawrence. She she, I think she, especially in Apocalypse, they really didn't. Do anything with her. No, I mean I don't like what they. You haven't seen it. You saw it, didn't you? I saw it. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was all right. It was I thought good. It was a little long, a little slow. It was good, but um, but okay. This is what I think BVS did well and what it did bad. I thought the action sequences were done really well. They mm-hmm. were choreographed well, great effects. That's kind of Zack Snyder's specialty is yeah. just great action sequences. But I felt like the story as a whole felt very disjointed. It was like a collection of random scenes that yeah. they just put in a random order almost. It didn't well, flow. So I'm going to bring up a flaw. I, I've only got uh, one, oh, really just one more beef with Batman. He freaking has to go, and I know he had to do this, but he basically goes, Iron Man, 
to fight Superman, right? I felt like Batman, and I know he's been portrayed in like kind of robotic like suits before. In Dark Knight Returns, right. that's what he does. Right. So I get like he's a new Batman, yeah. Make a suit and all that. But like to me, and this is my own nitpicking, Batman doesn't need it. I think he could come up with something else, like a kryptonite gun, um, to take care of it. If he really wanted to take care of it. And there's a Batman movie, or it's an episode, I think. I can't remember, of the Justice League. Did you see it where Batman makes up a contingency plan for all the Justice League members? Yeah, it's Doom. Okay, Doom. I have it. You know what I mean? Like, that's Batman. That's cool. That's freaking cool. Batman knows every way to take out everyone. At all times, just in case. And that's basically all this movie was. Was Batman needed to know how he could take out Superman in case Superman gets out of control. And he never did his research to figure out if Superman, you know, would go off the rails or not. He never really had a solid plan of taking him down. And that's why this movie was so insufferable for me. That's, that's, that's it. the main reason. That's it. Like, it just, it just played down Super, uh, Batman's dumbness. See, yeah, and I, I can't, I, I, I'll agree, you know, like, I, I'm not saying he was as good as detective as he could have been, and they could have made him smarter. But again, it wasn't enough to make me sit there and be like, oh, you hate just, this movie. yeah, I mean, Oh, that I mean the action sequence with him. I that's that's what I wanted to see more. The the end where he's going to get Martha back. Awesome. I mean he's just yeah, he's just killing people. I'm like, this is this is awesome. Like, this is a cool take on Batman and I'm down with it. Um and so the the last thing I wanna kinda tackle, and maybe we just can kind of segue into more of the general talk about you know, superhero movies in yeah. general. Should like directors be accommodating to the fans of the comics or just as a audience in general like the movie obviously they want to make money so they're not just going to say hey all you comic book fans go watch this movie they're going to get everyone into theaters so like what i did like about Zack snyder in this one is i've heard he's a very big comic book guy he likes Uh he's into that stuff um but that whole thing with flash where he comes back to batman and at first viewing i was like what was that we never get an explanation and i'm sure we will but I liked it because on a, I went and researched it, and it, it actually made me do a lot of, like, oh, okay, and it got me into Flashpoint Paradox. I realized he – I never knew he could travel back in time at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of on the comic book train as of the last two okay. months. Like, I've been really trying to get into it more. So, But I feel like that whole thing, I love how he threw that in. Yeah. Because it's like that's kind of for people that know, oh, yeah, that's Flash. He can travel back in time. That's cool. But, like, obviously, we're at the time when I first saw it, I had no idea. So I can, should they be more accommodating to people so that I don't have that first experience where I'm just like, that was weird and pointless? Yeah. Or like, should I be like, yeah, here's something for the people that really like the comics and will understand this part. Like, Flash came back in time and he changed that future. Because yeah. I don't think Batman's dream was a dream. Right. It was a reality. Mm-hmm. And when Flash came back in time, it changed that reality. That's my opinion on it. Well, I think, it's like if you get good at anything, you start to see nuances that other people don't see. Mm-hmm. Certain people watch baseball. They see things that no one else sees when they're watching. And I think movies like this that have source material, that they should try and slip those kind of things in. Don't you think, Tay? I... Um, so this is the way I see it. I think that um, a perfect example of what a comic book movie should be is Iron Man, the first Iron Man. Because they took an obscure comic book character and they made them accessible to a wide audience. I mean, that was a movie that everybody liked, basically. It had something for everybody. But I think one thing I like about the DC Universe animated movies is that they can be more true to the comics. Yeah. And I feel mm-hmm. like animation is a better medium true. for that. So I think these live-action movies, I think they need to appeal to a broader audience. So pandering to fans isn't as... One, I don't think it's as successful or as entertaining. So I think there's a, there's a time and a place for both styles. I like that. So that's one of my biggest things is like Batman versus Superman ruined one of their best parts of their movie by trying to market the thing. Yeah. That was including Wonder Woman in the trailer. Yep. Wonder Woman. In Did you movie, like Wonder Woman? I loved her. I loved her. She was great. I can't wait for the Wonder Woman oh movie gosh, because she was, she was awesome. She was awesome. And she was played off in the movie as someone mysterious. Mm-hmm. Right? That they didn't know who she was. But we already knew who she was and there was no yep. benefit of knowing that. 
when she shows up in that fight scene, it's uh, like, shit, she's freaking awesome. I know, and even seeing that in the trailer and having it being ruined, I was still like, still this is awesome. Like, and how much more would it have been? Imagine. I still remember the day I watched that trailer came out, and I was just putting my, my hands in my head. I was just like, they've got to be kidding me. Hey, they've shown the entire movie. In the trailer, they've managed to do what every other... The first trailer was amazing, and I was on board already. I don't know... I've read about it, and I've people say that they... You know, it always comes down to the studio executives, and they were like, well, we're worried that people will think that Batman and Superman won't team up in the end. It's just like, what do you guys know anything? Like, You're setting up the justice. You're worried, even though they do in the end of the movie that they've seen, they Preach. are worried that in the marketing, people aren't going to think. I mean, it's just right. like, I don't get it. Like, yeah. I just want to well, be a part of that marketing guys, process and be yeah. like, what are you guys the, doing? The Panamount shot of, of the movie should have been the big three fighting doomsday you know that pan where they have the three of them yeah. and like that yeah. should have been the big reveal because that's have to be you shouldn't have the put they put that see. shot in their trailer yeah, so they, they ruined it it was a wasted opportunity i know it, marketing does that a lot nowadays in for trailers it's it's embarrassing but see in doomsday is another conflict i have because he's he's good i like him because it's a reason for wonder woman to come and show her off which i liked but then there's really no point for Doomsday. Especially and it was rushed. It was dismantled. It so came out of nowhere. Right. And he looked bad. It looked bad. He oh. looked really bad. And the whole Lex Luthor scene getting that thing ready was awkward. Him in like that like dirty, watery area, like doing uh, sacrifices or whatever it's just, he was. I don't know. Doomsday, again, see, it's a conflict because I loved having Wonder Woman. I don't mind what they did with her. I don't care that she wasn't an, an avid part I'm glad she shows up. I like what they did with her, and I'm excited to see her. But they didn't need Doomsday at well, all. It's like one of those things. You lost the moment you could have. Yep. And I and this is something I always think about with the Dark Knight. Imagine if it would have been Katie Holmes that he had to choose between, and he had to choose between Aaron Eckhart, um, Two Face, or you know, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Imagine if that person had been Katie Holmes, like, and then her exploding. I'm sorry, Maggie Gyllenhaal was terrible in that movie. Yeah, I, I don't. Like I can't. I left. I need to revisit the trilogy because yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I don't think I've seen the Dark Knight in its entirety since theaters. You, I've seen it. I've I watch it when it's on TV because it's on TV all the time. You know how long it's been? Eight years since that movie came out. I know. Feels like yesterday. No, that trilogy, and I loved them, but I need to rewatch them. Dude, let's them. watch them. Let's watch them. You'll watch a true fan just cry at every scene in it. Except Dark Knight Rises. We can say that for oh, a different okay. episode. We're it's not terrible, but I didn't. It's not. I didn't like it. That well, much. I'm not even gonna open up that can of worms. Okay. Um, okay. So, so can a movie like The Justice League be saved? I feel like they're like seven years late to this party. That the Avengers already did. Can I, they do it? Yeah. They can do it. You, you're excited for the prospects. I'm excited for Justice League. I am. Am I excited how they were introduced? Which did they didn't need to be introduced in this movie? No. Yeah, it's a big surprise. It's a spoiler right there. It's weird. I just feel like the DC live action universe is just getting too dark, almost. But isn't that what they have to do at this point? I mean, I and I've heard, I've heard that, but I've heard like in the in the process from the reception of this movie's gotten, because they were planning on doing Justice League Part One, Part Two. But now they're saying, no, Justice League is going to be a standalone movie, which is what they need to go back to. And, and I think every superhero movie needs to go back to. Like the Avengers, they're too busy setting up other movies. It's just a giant marketing campaign. It is, because Avengers 2 did not need to exist. Civil War should have been Avengers 2, in my opinion. I don't know how they would have made those two connect. I mean, Winter Soldier... And how is that not an Avengers movie? I know they weren't assembled as the right, Avengers, but, but you it, had more superheroes in that movie. It was a better Avengers movie than Avengers 2. Like, it was... I mean, I know the Hulk wasn't in it, Thor wasn't in it, but so, I don't know. So we're pretty, we're nerds, right? We I know, guess we know this shit. Okay, think about the non-nerds, like my wife. We went and saw um, Captain America: Civil War, and she was like, "Who's that? Who's that?" My Who's wife won't this? go to the movies. Those kinds of movies. There's, with there's so <laughs> many people. There's so many characters. There's like, how many movies do you need to see leading exactly. up to these movies? Exactly. I can't just sit down and say, oh, I know, because now they don't need to flesh out those characters no. because they've been fleshed out 10 movies right. prior. So it's like, 
So, so you're going to be lost. So the market right now is just to release these superhero movies because they make money. Mm-hmm. People go. But how – it's going to get so bloated, especially when you think we're going to get – what's it called? Inf- Infinity War? Or yeah. Infinity that's, Wars. that's where it ends. So after Infinity War Part 2, that's the end of the Avengers, I guess. Like that whole the universe. universe. It's over. It's done. I don't know what they're going to do after that. Well, think about they're the not just They're not going to want to throw in the towel. They're going to reboot it. <laughs> It's going to start over. It's X-Men. After X-Men 3, that horrific movie, they rebooted from first class, and they did it, and they've done well with it. And And I think they'll probably still do well. They kept it together. I know. I'm surprised. They didn't, like, do the Spider-Man. Oh. (laughs) Your favorite. This guy's a Spider-Man 2 fan with Andrew Garfield. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I I like the first Amazing Spider-Man. Uh. I'll, def- I'll defend Tobey Maguire right now as the best oh, Spider-Man. Whoa, like the first, the whole, all three movies, or like the first movie in the, first and a, one and a half movies? He's a bitch in Spider-Man 3. <laughs> no, no, I'm, Spider-Man 3 is a bad movie. <laughs> okay. But Tobey Maguire is a good Spider-Man. I mean, Spider-Man 1 and 2, I loved him. I liked Spider-Man 1 and 2. I, no, one, no one did not like that movie when those came out. Suit looked great. And they still hold up. They had good scenes. Yeah, they Spider-Man still hold up. Spider-Man 2, best Spider-Man video game of all time. Great video game. It is a great video game. Fantastic. Replay value on that thing was through the roof. (laughs) For not being an online game, for not being like, I'm going to play with my friends, you play that game by yourself has more replay value than Grand Theft Auto 3. Imagine, yeah, GTA 5 just, you're Spider-Man. Yep. (laughs) This is that game. It was awesome. So, yeah, I think about Spider-Man 2 and that scene where he puts the webs and stops the subway. Well, that just, just the whole concept of that movie of like okay now that we've seen spider-man be super like he kind of yeah. grounds him this is a real person how what is it like being a superhero right that was a great take on it like mm-hmm. i have no problems with he the first yeah but a again it's 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 toby you know <laughs> i like toby you know but uh the first two spider-man movies first two x-men movies i still hold up to this I day like yeah i like both yeah, all those four movies I like. And, like, the first Iron Man, like Taylor said, mm-hmm. great movie. Christian Bale Batman's obviously my yep. feel. We're going into, what, the second, the third decade of superhero movies. Yeah, wow. And and I've said this a lot, they're the new westerns. And I just don't know how long it's going to last. It's true. I never thought of it that way. But, yeah, I mean, you look back, westerns were coming out like superhero movies are nowadays. You know, I mean, it's... It's a character you like, you know, like John Wayne. You know, like he's, he's the it's Clint guy. Eastwood. You know, Clint he's Eastwood. you do your you do your role and you do another. So I just don't know how long how it's gonna last. Honestly, here's the thing: I don't. It's hard to see it ending because I'm getting tired of it. Like it's weird. Like I'm not pumped to go see Avengers: Affinity War. Like I was to see the no. first Avengers, but I'll go see it. That's the thing. We're I'm all I'm gonna, gonna go we're all it. gonna go see exactly. it. Exactly. That's what that's what's <laughs> awful about the situation. We're paying money to so, see it regardless of what we're we think. We're in so deep. We feel like we just have so to. Is it the chicken or the egg? Is it us, the people, that are driving these studios to make these movies because we give them money? Yeah. Or is it the mo- the studios are saying, this is what you're going to watch and we're not making anything else. Here you go. This is your blockbuster. I think it's us. It's the people. I it's mean, always the people. Because if they have, break the cycle? <laughs> if we can't. Have, if they have enough bombs, they're going to stop making superhero movies. But then we saw what Deadpool did. Yeah. They managed, He managed to mock everything about their whole universe and be a part of their universe and made a ton of money can can we can, can he go forward and keep making movies like that i don't know if you can yeah i mean it's i i really i love deadpool I that was a great movie. movie and it's i thought it opened new doors for studios like hey maybe that's why i'm really hoping affleck's batman will be rated r i hope oh, he I takes i hope so like i hope i think it's about time like I heard, you know, this the extended cuts rated R yeah. of Batman v Superman, and it's weird. I feel weird saying that because I don't think, like Suicide Squad, for example, is PG thirteen, and it was supposed to be supposed to be rated R when it, we first heard about it. And it's like, so why am I all of a sudden not as excited about it because it's PG thirteen? Like, I I, just, I feel weird saying that because it's not like. I don't know. I got an answer for you. What? Superhero movies are based around a superhero, a good person. They may be a jaded person, but they're a good person. Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad revolves around some of the worst villains in all of these universes, horrible people that do horrible things. So you're expecting a level of violence and intensity that probably deserves an R rating. Yeah. 
and so going into this, it's like it's like lukewarm milk. You're like, oh, you know, like I'm gonna get a watered down version of the Joker, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, I mean, I think real life's rated R, to be honest. And so like you get a unrealistic view of life when you water down with these PG thirteen and PG movies. And so as a, I think the for the thirteen year old kid, it's awesome because. They get something to watch. Well, and the great. parents that want to bring their kids to these movies. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, PG-13, PG, that's kind of the sweet spot as far as making money for movies. So I can see why they did it, but as, I guess, pretty diehard superhero fans, it's just disappointing. Which is why the Deadpool R rating was so important. It, it was. I really do think it was important. because it that PG-13, you don't have Ryan Reynolds. No. And I don't think it would have made as much money. No way. I don't think so. I mean, the marketing was really good for it. But, yeah, it's like you said. I mean, it's you watch Suicide Squad, and these are – it's not like I want to see people just dropping F-bombs and stuff, but these people would. They would do that. These are criminals. These are badass criminals that are being, you know, like the worst people in the world, and they're all grouped together. How are they not just like every other word just something foul or like dark and disturbing? Or, or, or like – yeah, and like the violence that it's gonna that should be happening in between. I don't know, so maybe that's the reason why I'm disappointed because it's not gonna seem. Say it's like if the Avengers went to Hot Topic and we're like a little moodier. That's what the Suicide Squad is because there's a bunch of guys that are gonna do the same thing. It's already been said they're gonna save the world, but they're villains, and for some reason they're gonna want to help. I I don't understand. I'm right. sure we'll get that explanation. I mean, I, I'm not familiar with the comics, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Well, just just the premise. I wonder if they're gonna portray the characters as as heroes or protagonists that we're supposed to like. Because I feel like to do it correctly, you shouldn't like them. Well, we should. Well, you're gonna like Will Smith. There, there are anti-heroes though. Yeah. You know, it's like it's Walter White in Breaking Bad. He's a you bad dude, but you love him <laughs> and you root yeah. for him. It's, it's weird. True. It's, it's true. a weird dynamic, but they Still can make like it work. It. Yeah. They can make that work. So I wonder if I wonder if they're gonna do that. Like, are they gonna make these people? You know, I hope they're likable because they're the protagonists of the movie, and so we we got to be behind them. But are they doing? Do you like the angle that they're taking it like very irreverent? That it's like a fun irreverent movie. Like they're just gonna be like doing their own thing. I guess I'm fine with it. I I maybe prefer that than just some dark like sinister. A yeah. movie you know like i feel like it should be kind of taken lightly and maybe the comics are like that uh-huh. that's the thing I'm not, i mean that's what's hard when it comes to these movies where i'm not familiar even like the avengers i've never read one in my life but like going into that movie we had as these characters already established but like suicide squad we're supposed to know these characters from their like harley quinn the joker yeah. batman we know these what they're supposed to be like but like but this goes back to what you said in the comic book question is that these are we're seeing movies. We're not reading a comic book on right. the screen. And so these need to make sense as movies. Yeah. Above and beyond anything else they do related to the comics. So that's for me is important that yeah, you can draw on source material, but it's gotta make sense as a movie. Have some fan service in there, you exactly. know, like you Easter eggs. Things like like the flashback. Like the nerds that read the comics are like, Oh, that's freaking flash and everybody else is like, What was that? It's never talked about or explained. <laughs> and after watching it and understanding what it is, it doesn't need to be. Because it's like, oh, that's, that's awesome. That's Flash. He's coming back to well, change the timeline. There's time one thing line. that needs to be explained. Why the hell was Batman wearing a duster? Freaking Mad Max Batman <laughs> wearing a duster. See? See, that's what's cool. You know, and that and that's part of it. I thought that was cool because it's like we don't have – it's almost like the same concept as Mad Max. We don't get a full explanation of the world that <laughs> they're in, great. which is great. And we don't know what Batman's doing or why he got why to where he was. Why is wearing a duster and his cowl still? I was so confused. Like, why are you still wearing that thing on your head? He looked badass. Kind of. <laughs> no. I thought he did. <laughs> I thought, with his trench coat and his mask and his suit, I'm like, that was cool. This is like in a post-apocalyptic Batman. It's like, okay, he's not going to be in his nice getup. It really was like the beginning of Mad Max. It was pretty like cool. 100%. So, I don't know. And, and that's the thing is like, with these movies that are coming out, it's just going to be harder and harder to keep people's attention, I feel like. It's true. Like, it's just going to be hard. And that's why with, like, Infinity Ward, in the title, Infinity, it's like, how many, because they're going to bring Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Oh, I heard they're doing that. They're I'm, in I'm mad about that. I wish Guardians was its own thing for once. I mean, I know because Thanos movie, is right? part of it, so I know they have, which is a great movie. Yeah. And it's tiresome. It's like we have to tie together every single one of these right. movies to make them make sense. Like, why can't we just have one of these be its own thing? It's like, no, Ant-Man, he's really going to be part of the same universe. He's really part of that. It's like, no, you could have just made that. I loved, I liked Ant-Man I a did lot. I loved it. You know what I, I liked about like, Ant-Man is that I feel like more superhero movies should take this perspective is they made a heist movie that starred a superhero. It wasn't a superhero movie or in that genre. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like they should be doing that more. And um, a Good casting. Yeah, Michael exactly. Pena is hilarious oh, in that yeah. movie. Paul Rudd? He made that. Oh. Those guys, they're great. It was great. Great movie. See, that's kind of the thing. Like, and uh, Chris Pratt in Guardians of the Galaxy. Everybody loves Chris Pratt. So yeah, so then here's the question: To make it not die out, the people not get tired of it, do they need to do what M Night Shyamalan did with Unbreakable? Oh, do they need to start segue. inventing? Do they need to start inventing their own heroes instead of just drawing off the after comic book after comic book, story after story, video game after you know? It's like just come up with your own thing and yeah. own origin because Unbreakable. And let's be that movie was ahead of its if time. If you haven't listened to Under the Radar on Bill Nose Bumper, Bumpers, go check it out because this movie truly is a classic. It's one of those movies that you've seen and you show to your friends. You're like, why have I never heard of this movie? It's that good. And you're right because that world, you drop into something, you're like, where am I? Yeah. You don't know. I don't know who this guy is. You don't have a clue. And he doesn't even know who no. he is. You're with him. And you're he, finding uh, out I'm who he is. I'm getting chills thinking about I this. I know. It's so good. You're slowly unraveling this whole weave of just of things that they're connected, but you don't know how they're connected. Friends don't shoot friends, <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> Great. Samuel's character. Does he does a phenomenal oh, job? Just everything. The kid actor, even when you get a even kid, the actor, kid actor, be good. You know it's it's gonna be decent. Yeah, movie. when he's in the garage lifting those like paint on this freaking bench, you're like, how far can this guy go? Dude, I love that scene. Oh my gosh, I love that scene. So if you haven't seen Breakable, this doesn't make any sense. But if you have, you're going, yeah, you know what we're talking about. So, but uh, go, imagine that movie coming out this summer or I'd next be, year. You you probably wouldn't see it, right? Unless you're you a guy would be that's very on... skeptical, <laughs> right? But at the same time, because obviously, I mean, when I I was like ten years old when it came what out. What was the trailer for that? I, I would be curious. I want to rewatch it because what I bet you had be? no idea this was even supposed to be a superhero. You may watch it and not even realize you watched they a superhero. Exactly. I don't. I think a lot of people did do that. That's that's what's so cool about it is like the first time I watched it, it's like, did I? Was that a superhero movie? Like, was that just a thriller? Like, <laughs> but it is, and it's it's so ahead of its time. I don't know how that came out of left field for M Night Shyamalan after making Six Sense in that time period. He crushed it in the year two thousand. We had X Men had just come out that year. Right. Like we hadn't seen anything except Batman and Robin. That was the last <laughs> movie they saw coming up to that point. And it's just like Oh man. That movie came out as left field. And I'm just thinking, is that what they need to do? If we get tired, which let's be real, I don't know that anyone is ever gonna get tired in the sense we're not gonna be willing to go pay the money to see it. Right. Yes, we're tired of it, but we're gonna go see it. So yeah. it's like why if you're a studio exec, you're like, Well, we're still making yeah, money, still so paying. I don't know. I don't know. I I think the problems for the casual moviegoer, the um, the Unbreakable, it doesn't apply to the the everyone. I mean, it's not going to be a two hundred million dollar opening weekend box office movie. Yeah, but that movie problem. explores what a true hero would be like, yeah. right? To us, but we're not we're not the casual moviegoer. I, yeah, but I like the I like to believe people can see like substance in a story i mean because oh, all yeah. three of us watched swiss army man which which i'm kind of mixed on on that it's still pretty, it's out there it is out it's there. Out that's the best way of saying it unbreakable is kind of out there it is out bit. there but it's it's the, easy to understand just the way if i mean it's weird i think it's hard for people that have been growing up in this wave of movies yeah unbreakable is out there because it doesn't follow the you normal know, conventions, it, yeah, it right? doesn't follow what the normal stories have been doing, like in these recent superhero movies. It's not, yeah, it's not conventional. It's not your conventional no. superhero movie. It's going to be something completely different and darker, and realistic. So it's like in that sense, I can see how they could be not affected. Well, by and you it touched or, on this. The way it was filmed was one of the biggest parts of how you viewed this world. Mm-hmm. And 
and I kind of feel like from my memory, it feels like you're filming from a perspective almost of a child for a lot of the movie. Yeah. Where you're looking up at him like from a lower angle. Yeah. And that's not something you see in an Avengers movie. You have no. this perfect, clean, beautiful shot of these high def, high just... def, beautiful, muscular, amazing looking people. Bruce Willis, yeah, he's a tough guy, but he didn't look special no. at all in the that guy's movie. Bald and like kind of not not chubby, like not overweight, no. but like he's yeah. not in shape. No. I guess he's not Chris Evans and pulling like, a helicopter down with no. his bicep. He's having problems with his wife. Yeah, and he's, he's just having. An average guy. He's got true weaknesses when he falls in the pool. Yeah, and, and he's got the whole swim thing. He's got to overcome. That's like a legitimate like. He's cheating on his wife. He's cheating on his wife. So it's like, who is the you know? And that's what I loved about. That movie, man, it's like this is the most grounded a superhero movie has ever been. So my ever. question, and this is what I was thinking about after listening to your review, Mr. Glass, is he truly a villain? That's what I love. He's a great villain because of that. I is think, he though? Right? He's, he's clearly a villain. He blew up a train. I mean, but but what? His, his motivations. What did he gain? Yeah, a hero. Uh, he made a hero through his experimentation, and that's what yep. he was going for. You wanted that, to find him. That's when you know you have a great villain. Is when yeah. it's just not black and white. Exactly. When you when the villain's motivations are clear, and you understand where they're coming from, which they, I thought they established that perfectly. But in the end, he thinks he did the right thing, and then it kind of meant, well, did he do the right thing? Right. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. We wouldn't have the. But then all those people would have died. Would have so died. It's like, I love that. What like, level do you look at it from? The person that lost someone on the train, or the family that was saved those kids that were saved yeah you know like those kids wouldn't have been saved you know it's like the fact we can have this kind of conversation is why why that movie's so freaking great great. and that's why more people need to make movies like this we don't have these kind of discussions in the avengers no i honestly can't remember i can't remember anything in that movie especially the second one (laughs) nothing i remember they're gonna drop russia on russia or something i didn't care who cares? We know you they're going to save us. You were there to be entertained, and it's like you're laughing. Yeah. It's funny. You like seeing – I mean, Civil War, I think, was probably the best one to come out. In a right. While. I liked it better than any of the Avengers movies. Yeah, with Civil the War full of, uh, ensemble of everyone. Yeah, it yeah. was great. Um, but uh, you made a great point with the villains because the villain is really what makes a good superhero. Yeah. Which is why the Dark Knight's so good. Yeah. Because Joker is a bad guy, but he's not that conventional – I'm here to steal all your money. I'm right. here to kill people. You don't know what he's going to do. And that's why, like, Mr. Glass and that Unbreakable is so good because you're kind of like, well, what's he really after? And you get his coming up, you know. Yeah. Like, he had a, you know, he's had this weakness his whole life that he's dealt with, and he has his mom that loves. So he's had a good life, I guess, to in a sense, like right. home life. So he's not just, like, disturbed by his childhood. You right. know, he's just disturbed by his weakness that he's had and he's trying to find an answer to it and like i just think finding the other side of the coin you don't don't really learn he's the villain till the last 20 minutes of the movie either which is might be the only flaw of the movie yeah did you agree with me on that i think the the last the last because you don't know he's the villain until the last two minutes not even 20 minutes it is the last scene of of the movie talking to bruce about superheroes and comics and he's learning about he's kind of encouraging that scene disturbed the shit out of me though yeah when they flashed all the crap mr glass did he touches him i was like oh my god all the terrorist things that he did and then yeah then then he's revealed and then he he reveals hey i wouldn't have made a hero yeah he's exposed and it just shows bruce walking out and then you get the title screen it says mr glass was put in insane asylum david did it's just like why can't we just watch yeah. that happen? Like it, it was just so abrupt. The pacing was weird, and it's like we've just found out he's the villain, and then they end it. And that's the Shyamalan. They just needed way, one, though. one or two more scenes, at least showing him being put, or maybe a little bit more discussion between yeah. him and Willis Bruce. I mean, it's just I don't know. But that's kind of his way, because you think about like Six Sense and Signs. Yeah, they have this very slow, methodical buildup. To a very quick, swift resolution. Yeah. So it's like, all right, here it is. And you're done. I get that. But again, I you could pick holes in it. So this brings me to talking about villains. And this is the real reason most people probably are interested in Suicide Squad. Jared Leto's Joker. Taylor, gut feeling from seeing the trailers. Are you excited for this Joker? No. Why not? He, I don't know. Like, I don't like one how he looks. I mean, he looks like a punk rocker that put on some clown makeup. I mean, 
So, do you, but isn't that kind of allusion to more of like the animated Batman, where he's kind of like the whiter face and just kind of extreme like that? Right, but one thing about Joker is he always has that purple suit. It's kind of his iconic look, and uh-huh. he even. Like, in the animated show, he has, like, a poison flower. Like, he's got all these weird gimmicks and stuff in the suit. And I feel like they missed that with this punk rocker badass look. I don't like it. I, I just first glance, I don't like it. I'm on board with it. And, and, and because... You're going to give it a ride? But because we've seen that. I mean, Jack Nicholson, he was that. He was that animated series Batman. Or Joker that we, that we got, I think, from... You know his night from the first Batman movie. He was great, and I just think. And then after that, when we get the um, Heath Ledger Joker, we get that take. Right. I'm just down with a new take. You know, like I'm not saying would it have been bad if they went to that classic. No, I don't. I mean, I'd be on board still. It's like all right, but it's like we've seen that before. Right. So I guess I'm down with just trying something new. Kind of like this new Batman. From Affleck's perspective, like it's just a new. He's not following the same code as he used to. Like let's just change it up. Like I'm, I'm down with that. I like, just, I guess I'm a curmudgeon because I'm like we're four years removed from a Batman movie, mm-hmm. and you know eight. That's years, true. It hasn't been that long. Yeah, eight years removed from Heath Ledger's Joker, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with people going into new Joker, and I'm glad Jared Leto's taking a new approach. Yeah, but I feel like Heath Ledger has this perception of like he went he literally became joker yeah right and i don't think he became joker as much as we want to believe he became joker i think he made a mistake and accidentally killed himself with his medicine i don't think he was like i'm joker and i'm gonna do this weird stuff to me and i feel like the persona that jared leto's taken because he's gotten like real weird my friend was telling me he's sending like used condoms to cast members i've heard that he's he's like playing off the he's method acting method acting by doing these cruel pranks cruel pranks to people and and i don't know if it's gonna come off way overdone for the tone of the movie you I know? get that, and maybe he feels like that because the last Joker we had was the best. yes, he won an o- it was an Oscar winning right. Joker. I mean, it, honestly, I mean, like that's a big, huge. Those shoes. are huge shoes to fill, right? And so, you know, I think you, it's possible he could overdo it because he feels like he has to. I don't know if I could blame yeah. him for that because huge. It's a huge task. How are you? You're the next Joker. Like everyone's looking at you, saying, "Okay, like we." We left with the best Joker in history. Let's be real. You can't top it. When the Dark Knight came out, nobody was going there to see Heath Ledger's Joker. No. He looked good in the trailer, but nobody was going to be like, yeah, that's the reason I'm going. He made that character so big, and unfortunately, Jared Leto's got to figure out a way to make it work in this film. So it'll be interesting to see. It'll. Yeah. I think it will either... I think it's going to be either hot or cold. I think you're either going to love what he did, and it's going to be great, and it's going to fit the tone, or it's going to bomb... It's going to be overdone, and we're all going to be, like, bugged by it. But who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Like, with that August release, it's always hit or miss. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy came out in August, but the last Fantastic Four also came out in August. I so, didn't see it. Never going to. I did not yeah, we want to talk about really bad superhero movies. <laughs> we could talk about that one. Did you see it? When your director apologizes two days before the movie comes out, you know it's not worth your time. <laughs> He said, sorry, guys, the studio made me do all these changes. This isn't the movie I had in mind, so sorry. That's too bad. Sorry, Miles Teller. It's an amazing cast, too. I know. Miles Teller, Kimara, and Michael B. Jordan. Jordan. It's awesome. Oh, well, well, you know what? We've talked a lot about a lot of live-action movies, even some animated movies. There's a movie coming out, The Killing Joke, and some Batman nerds might have heard of it. It's an animated Batman movie. It's going to have a limited release, and it's going to go straight to DVD and Blu-ray. Um, coming out the 25th. Um, I don't know when the digital release is. And this is revolving around a comic book, The Killing Joke, from the late 80s. Um, Taylor, do you know about that? Or are you, uh, you in the dark on what you're going to see here in a bit? No, I'm, I'm familiar with the story. I haven't read it, but I've, I've researched it, so I have an idea of what to expect. And um, even though I'm not as familiar as I probably could be, what I'm really excited for is uh, Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill reprising their roles as Batman and Joker because I feel like the animated series Batman is the essential Batman as far as understanding and portraying the character. I would agree. I like that. Grew up on that stuff. Yeah. It's the best. 
And see, in that uh, that animated series Batman has the advantage because he's as a TV show, you have a lot more room to build and mold that character. Way more difficult for a standalone right. or even trilogy movie to accomplish what a TV show or series can do. Yeah, the oh yeah, that's why I love the new Flash. Yeah. If you haven't seen the Flash, go watch it. Is it on Netflix? Yeah, it is. Okay, it's amazing. I mean, you have to accept some of the cheesiness and like a little bit, but I think what DC's doing on TV and their DC animated movies is great. I, I hope they keep going for it. It's further just with weird it. how light their TV shows are compared to their movies. I mean, because The Flash is kind of fun, but The Flash is light. Yeah, it's but light. the but the, I would say the DC animated movies are darker than darker. they're yeah. more brutal than the the one I've seen on TV, like live action wise. Yeah. Well, I feel like the animations allow for a medium where the story is the focus. Mm-hmm. Movies, we always get it bogged down with star power. And, yeah, exactly. You know, and so that, that's why I'm so excited for this Killing Joke because it's truly going to be based yeah. off a story. And yeah. The story is going to be a freaking wreck. And the decision to do it an animated movie instead of a live action a- right. adaptation of Killing Joke is, I, I think it would be a big mistake to do the live action. In this case. Yeah, and a first R-rated DC animated movie. They're not holding any punches on this one, apparently. This might be the first R-rated... Oh, South Park, and I guess that was R-rated. But, like, animated movies... Sausage Party. (laughs) Is that going to be R-rated? Oh, yeah. Did you see the trailer? I haven't seen the trailer yet. So you got to see the trailer, and I guess they they accidentally put that trailer um, before Finding Dory. At a theater in California, and they start dropping horrific f bombs as these this food's getting eaten. So, I would have been loved to have been a fly on the wall with parents trying to hide that. But yeah, I'm very excited for Killing Joke. I'm like Taylor. I haven't read the comic. Neither I haven't read it. Okay, and uh, I'm excited for it. I mean, I I would rather watch this than go read the comic first. Anyway, oh yeah. I was the same way with the Dark Knight Returns. I watched that before I went and read the comic, and I'm kind of glad I did. I like. I'm more of a visual. I like movies. I prefer that than to read. I mean, I like reading, but um, yeah, I'm excited for it. And especially Mark Hamill, Kevin Conroy coming back. You can't ask for much more. And a rated R film, animated. Like I've already pre-ordered the Steelbook Blu-ray, so I'll be watching it the day it comes out. Yep. All right. Well, that's the hot take. Go watch the Dark Knight Returns, Killing Joke, and Unbreakable. Well, and, and if you haven't seen the animated series for Batman, yeah, I recommend watching the first three seasons, especially. It's on Amazon. Even the Justice League cartoons are good. They're good. I just finished the first. There's Justice League, and then there's Justice League Unlimited. Each of them have two seasons, so it's not too big of a commitment, but I enjoyed them a lot. Don't you love living in an era where you can be in your mid-20s, go chase Pokemon on the streets, and go <laughs> home and watch cartoons, and nobody makes fun of you? And then you can go talk about a podcast, and... No one even freaking cares. No, it's a great time to be alive. It is. <laughs> so indulge your nerd dumb, everybody. Um, well, guys, I think that's our pod. Sweet. Any other hot takes? Tay, you got anything else? Get off your chest? No, I, I think we covered it. Um, Batman vs. Superman. Uh, we Can can we all agree Lex Luthor was terrible? You know, he didn't. I didn't hate him as much as I thought I would. I didn't hate him either. A lot of people hated it. That Jolly Rancher scene. Yeah, I'm not saying everything he did <laughs> made sense. That was like or Spider-Man too. It was weird. Starts, uh... And it, it, it was the first time we saw a younger take on character. It wasn't this old, more mature, yeah. well, well mannered. Yeah. yeah, man. And so it's yeah. like just seeing this like kind of kid teenager was, was kind of like supposed to be Mark Zuckerberg type, and he just was like, right. I don't know, dicking around or. Dad's money. It was like Joker almost with how crazy he was. Kind of was. And it, well, people thought he could have been a good Riddler. And I could see that. Because he looks like Jim Carrey and he yeah. did in Batman Forever. He really does. He's with his hair and everything. Yep. That, so, that would have played more to his strengths, I think, than Lex Luthor. Yeah, anyway, I'm excited for the extended cut. That'd be good. I'll buy it and I'll watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to buy it. Let me come over and watch it with you. I'll give you the digital code. <laughs> I don't want to buy it. <laughs> I don't think I have space in my computer. you got to support it. Oh, man. I'm just going to stick with my Dark Knight trilogy and watch that all day. All right. Well, Bilmo, thank you for being on the pod today. Yeah, man. of course. It's a pleasure. I have to have you back, man. I hope so. Well, good luck. Everybody down check anytime. out Bumpers. Bilmo. Bilmo, I'm on Bumpers. If you haven't heard of Bumpers, it's kind of a... 
you can it's just an app just search bumpers you can download it it's kind of a new social media trend because because it's trying to get on that so what you do you can just record your own little rants it could be little episodes they're usually two to eight minutes you can make it as long as you want but um so yeah i have a show on there i just review movies i like to talk about movies on different platforms and so you check me out on on there and if you want to start your own i think bumper is actually a pretty good app so there's free advertising right there for bumpers you're well all right guys it's good talking with you everyone have a great week and be safe we'll see you later peace